It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. And Shelly is in the house. Whoop, whoop. Shelly in the house. <laughs> Listen to you. You know, I have to be honest with you. Yesterday was a thoroughly depressing day. And I hate to say this because I always try to look positive on Fridays. But between the Russians attacking Ukraine and the crazy crappy weather, that's C-crap, not K-crap, because crap is a good thing. K-crap is a good thing. You mean the cold gray bucket of socks? It It was just terrible yesterday. And last night, you know, once again, I'm out driving last night. And I'm on, I'm on, where was I? 270, and I was on 70, I was on all over the place. And once again, I'm doing my safe 40 miles an hour, you know, some snowpack, some ice. And my car has pretty good traction. A couple times I can feel the rear end sliding around, you know, you can feel that. It's called driving by the seat of your pants. Anyway, I can track your trailer. Is that why? Is that really, is that what where that came from? Well, if you want me to tell you the story of how how that that term meant so much to me, sure. The term comes from flying by the seat of your pants. Okay, now. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, that's the true term. Now you know what that means, and what's interesting, unless you've experienced this, back in the day, the airplanes didn't have instruments, and you've got all you know, even like basic airplanes nowadays, like a little Cessna 152 has you know all sorts of instruments to tell you that you're you're going up you're going down you're you know matter of fact in a helicopter one of the things you you have is you have this little ball that uh, at least in the older ones i don't know about the new ones but a little ball it's in like a it's almost like in a in a in a like a level you know it's like a it's like a glass filled little tube and it's got but this ball is in the middle and what happens is if you're flying and you're not cor- uh, correcting the yaw so in other words if you got you got you got pitch you got in yaw. The e or the yaw? No, no. Yaw is like, in other words, if you if you see sometimes you see these planes that land in a crosswind, like at Lambert, you see some of these videos, and the plane doesn't come down straight; it comes down at an angle, like crabbing. You know what I'm saying? You're flying into the wind. That's that's what yaw is. So in other words, you, okay. ha- you have to keep the helicopter going straight, even though you're moving forward. You have to keep that helicopter, you know, perpendicular to the direction you're going. Okay. Okay. And. The more you get out of straight, and especially with an airplane, the more you feel it on the side of your butt. Get what I'm saying? You can feel it in your butt that you're not essentially... Because, because you're clenching the seat so hard? No, because, because <laughs> what's happening is your, your, your butt is being pushed down on one side of the seat more than the other because it's essentially reacting to the, the forces of, of the flight of the, the aircraft and, and the, the uh, gravity. So in other words, what you feel is, and I can tell you one time when it absolutely positively totally freaked me out and this is going back a long time. This is back in the day. Uh, we were flying, and we would have various helicopters we'd fly. We were flying the Channel 5 ship. Had all this beautiful you know, paint job on it the whole bit. And they had a crew that came into town that was going to take aerial shots all over the St. Louis area with this, you know, now they do it pro- pretty much with a drone, but back in the day they do it with another helicopter. And they had this crew that came in with this expensive, expensive what's called a West Cam camera. It's gyro-stabilized, and it provides incredibly smooth video. And if you've ever been in a helicopter, helicopters, there's a lot of vibration in them. So the other ship was flying all over St. Louis area, and they were flying, you know, up the Mississippi, and they are flying into St. Charles and flying along the riverfront. And one afternoon, they called us and said, we want to take shots of the Channel 5 helicopter in front of the arch. So we got permission to not fly through the arch, 
but fly up to the bottom of the arch between the legs, if you know what I'm saying. In other words, we didn't go yes. through. If we would have gone another five feet, we would have gone through the arch. But we flew, but we flew sideways. So, so we were flying sideways. So, and what, what? And we did this like six times. And the helicopter, the the camera helicopter ship would fly, and he would fly, you know, and and like shoot us as we were flying sideways into the legs of the arch. Okay. That is when the seat of my pants went crazy. And I'm not talking good crazy. I'm talking to the point where it was very, very, very unsettling to have that feeling that, oh, my God, we're flying sideways. And my one side of my butt was was firmly implanted into the seat and the other side wasn't. And that's what I that's when I learned. And it's funny because the guy who was flying me, I think it was Bill McIntyre, even said, he says, that's what flying by the seat of your pants is like. And you feel it. You feel that you are. And essentially the old pilots back in the day, the old air, airplane pilots used to essentially fly by the seat of their pants. If they were flying straight and the aircraft was trimmed up properly and they weren't crabbing, so to speak, your butt cheeks pushed down equally on the seat. Does that make any sense? It does, but if you and like you know, like for example, in the in a, in a helicopter, if you didn't have the tail rotor, what they call the anti-torque rotor, you know, whatever, if you didn't have that trimmed up right, you felt this weird feeling. And the you know, the more it was out of out of trim, the worse it was. The worse it felt. I mean, not the worse, but the more you felt. So that's what the the flying by the seat of your pants is all about. And you know, once again, now all modern day aircraft, even like the the little cheapy Cessna one fifty twos, which are now. Four hundred thousand dollars. I was going to say a little cheapy. (laughs) Okay. I think you used to be able to buy one. I'll go back and look. I think back in the day you could buy one for like twenty-five or thirty thousand dollars. Now, 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 a crashed one would cost you twenty-five thousand dollars. Anyway, you know, almost everybody has. You're required. You have certain instruments you require. And now the whole thing is everybody has all the the what they call the glass cockpits with the Garmin stuff. And almost everybody, which is sort of interesting, you know, remember with the old days, if you if you see the pilots come on board, they had like that square suitcase. You remember seeing that? Yes, I do. You know what was in that square square suitcase? A gun? No, they're map charts. They had what really? the, yeah, they had what they called the Jepson charts. And which was a chart for all the different, you know, uh, all the different, uh, air, you know, airports. And it had, you know, this is put out by the FAA and it shows, you know, where. And like, so, co- so it's basically an analog Google map. Well, what it was it, back in the day, that was what you used. And it had all the information. It had like the information of how, you know, the elevation of the airfield, had the frequencies, you know, what frequency the tower was. If there was a ground frequency, it had, you know, what they call unicom frequencies. It had where the, you know, it had uh, what kind of ILS it had. It had, you know, the, if it had PAP. Back then, I mean, they just had Vassy lights. You know what Vassy is? They had do. they had Vassy, and you know if they had you know all the different things. If there were anything to be concerned about, if there were like you know obstructions on you know in the flight path, you know blah 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 blah. It's all on iPads now. There's a company that's I can't remember the name of the company, and you just essentially have a subscription and bang. And what has happened is most of the aircraft back in the day, you had a clip like a big old clip. You know, like this is like in Cessna 152, smaller aircraft, even some of the bigger ones. You had a clip that you would clip your charts on on the yoke, you know, right in front of you, like the steering wheel, so to speak. Now they have mounts where you put your iPad there and you can just, you know, look at it. And, and you know, and to the point where they also have a, a that's, see, this is the whole, I don't want to get too much in the weeds in this, but this is the whole thing. Too late. This, this is the controversy with, with Elon Musk. We talked about this. There's this guy that has a Twitter page up and he's got this automated and it tracks, 
Elon Musk's private jet. Wherever he goes, when he when he takes off, there's a Twitter po- you know a Twitter post that says, "Hey, Elon Musk just took off from such and such airport, and he's headed this direction, and it tracks his flight." And how does he feel about that? He's not. Did he happy. do that on purpose? Well, no, 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 no. It's a it's a kid. It's a guy in college. You're sitting, Kitty, nineteen year old oh, guy. Oh, okay. He's a computer whiz kid. Remember we talked about this. Oh, is, it, is that the one that he actually had a conversation <laughs> yes, with? Yes, he DM'd this kid and said, "Hey, why are you doing this?" And the kid essentially said, "said you know, hey, you know, I, I you know, I, it's it's something I do for fun." And Musk replied, "You know, you're putting my life in jeopardy by letting people know." But the problem with this is that. Even though you can turn off your transponder codes and stuff like that, you still have what they call, what's I think it's called the ABD or ABS. I can't remember. It's the new stuff. It constantly tracks you. And there's sites on the internet where you can go and do that. You can plug in this, this yeah, ABDS. Yeah, like that flight. No, 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 no. That, that, flight aware? That, that tracks you by transponder. And, oh, and didn't you know you that. can you can write well, to I didn't the, know that, actually. You can write to the FAA and you can say, hey, I'm involved in, you know, like, like, let's say you're a corporate person and you don't want to know the competition where you're flying to. Like, let's say you're Anheuser-Busch and you don't want anybody to know that you're flying to such and such. Matter of fact, there's guys on the stock market, there's stock market gurus that follow the corporate planes to figure out if they're trying to do merger deals. You know, for example, like why would company A be flying into company B's airport? You know, and and why would their would their plane be sitting on the tarmac for six hours, you know, at Company B's city? You know what I mean? Because yeah. maybe they're talking about buying them out. You know that kind of a thing. So you can request, you can write to the FAA, or, or not write, but you can. Re- it's probably all you know digitally done. You can request that your plane be taken out of that feed. Because what the guys like FlightAware and what, the other ones, there's another one, what Flight24 or something like that, what they're doing is they're taking publicly accessible data that you can get through the FAA. It's the same, it's the same kind of thing with the Weather Bureau. You know, once upon a time, you know, uh, the weather service was the only game in town. Well, most of these guys, Dave Murray, all the different weather.com, they're all taking feeds from the Weather Bureau. You know, See, I want to be a storm tracker, but Tiffany won't let me. Why won't she let you? Because usually that involves tornadoes. And what, what she other, doesn't want me to be out playing. What other storm would you want to follow? Would you want to uh, follow? Uh, what other storm besides a tornado would you want to follow as a tracker? I don't know. Maybe a hurricane, but you know, hurricanes are different because hurricanes usually have a pretty predictable path. Tornadoes necessarily don't. They're just like all all over the place. They have a mind of their own. They're, you know, the tornadoes the tornadoes are women. The hurricanes are men. Think about that for a minute. Because <laughs> they're blowhards. No, the tornadoes are all over the place. They just, you know, they, they, whatever they want to do, they do. Men are like, well, we're driving straight ahead, honey. You know, it's I'm the hurricane, and I'm just moving straight toward Miami. I'm not. Whatever the hurricane says goes. Right, that kind of a deal. So anyway, why do we talk about that? That's nerd stuff. I don't know. You were you were talking about your bad day, and oh, I'm like, hmm. Fly by the seat of the pants. Let's this just week. turn that frown upside down. Well, you know, I have to be honest with you. I care about, I know this sounds really stupid and corny. I care about people of the world. I care about people in general. I and I do. And I hate to see when some butthead, anal orifice, egotistical jerkazoid by the name of Vladimir Putin decides he's just going to take over another country. And the sad part of this is, if you want to go back in history, this has not happened since World War II. 
Well, technically, it happened. It happened, uh, you know, when the Soviet Union took over the the Eastern Bloc. You know what they call now it was the Eastern European countries like Poland and things like that, Czechoslovakia. I mean, technically, uh, he, excuse me, I don't think he ever took over Poland, but he took over Czechoslovakia and Belarus and places like that. And once again. It's one thing if you're fighting it out in the battlefield, but how many pictures have I seen online now of apartment complexes that have been rocketed? You know, I mean, people who are minding their own business, you know, just regular Joes and Jills. I don't know what they build over there. We'd have different names for them in, in Ukraine. But regular people who are just trying to raise a family, you know, trying to, you know, do what they do, trying to, you know, you know, go to work every day, do their job, be good citizens, and you shoot rockets into their apartment complex. I mean, explain that to me. I get going after the military bases and the ammunition dumps and the air defense, you know, sites and things like that. But why in the world would you go in? You know, it's like if you watch this footage of World War II where, you know, once the Americans started doing, you know, city to city combat like in France and then ultimately in Germany, they're just destroying these towns. You know, their tanks going in and fly, you know, and firing into buildings and buildings collapsing and then the bombers come in and bomb the place, you know, back to, you know, if you've ever seen like like some of these pictures of some of the cities of Germany after the war. It's just so sad to see these historical cities just bombed into like, you know, into the, into the, the, you know, the stone age. And that's essentially what's going to happen. What looks like happening right now with the Ukraine. And once again, if you've seen these pictures of the capital of Ukraine, you know, in, and once again, when did they change it from Kyiv, you know, K-I-E-V to K-Y-I-V. When did that happen? Did I did I miss the, the note on that? You know what I'm saying? It used to be Kiev, K-I-E-V. Now it's K-Y-I-V and everybody pronounces Kyiv or something like that. Where did that change? I don't understand. That's like, once again, it used to be Bombay. And now it's whatever the heck it is. It's not Bombay anymore. We See, see I still say we need to change the name of St. Louis to West Sauge. I'm still a big proponent of West Sauge, Missouri. What do you think? I, I know that you think that. We've already got these. So Tiffany and I were having a conversation, and I said, we were talking about what was going on in the Ukraine, and I said, I don't know what to expect because I've never been in wartime. She's like, yes, you have, Mom. And I go, well, you have. Okay, not like World War Two or Vietnam. Or, well, Vietnam was a war. I mean, it was, I guess an undeclared I war. I know it was a war, but, but I I wasn't cognitive of it. But, you know, the the sad thing about this is, and this is going to sound like I'm Joe Flag the Waver, you know, dude. Okay, you and I, even though we have our funky days, you and I can pretty much on a daily basis be ourselves and do what we want to do. If we want to have lunch here, we get in our cars, we drive there. We want to go buy stuff at Schnooks, we get in our car and drive there. Okay, we don't have in our minds the the you know the 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 aspect of something like what happened in Kiev or whatever they call it nowadays that a a tank from another country could come down our street and block our path and fire at us you know you know I mean? that's what i say all the time when i thank the military i say thank you for letting us sleep with both eyes closed well and once again i mean it's one of those things you, you know you don't even realize it and uh-uh, these guys don't. these guys and gals who were putting their lives Take on the line it for granted right um, you know, one of those one of those things, and and I guess it's 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 sad when you see, you know. And once again, if you've been following the news, what's sad to me is, and I know people are going to get upset when I say this because I'm picking on Biden. 
I think the whole thing comes down to the fact that Putin did this because he thinks Biden's weak. You know, I really do. Well, he's not the only one that thinks he's well, weak. Well, but, but once again, once again, I mean, it's sad that in this world, uh, you know, on a, on a business basis, on a local basis, you know, once again, if you've got someone in your subdivision that's just a pain in the rear, you know, and they're always, they're always, you know, causing problems and stuff like that, or somebody lives, you know, down the street from you or something like that, you know, and everybody just, oh, my, uh, we'll, we'll just pretend they don't exist. Somebody. I needs, think they do that to, in my neighborhood. Well, no, uh-huh. somebody needs to step up and knock on a door and say, hey, look, knock it off. Stop doing what you're doing. You're bothering the whole neighborhood. And if yeah. you don't stop it, guess what? I'm going to come uh, urinate under your front lawn or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. You know, I mean, and once again, it's to the point where... And write my name in your front yard. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and the thing about it is, is that you go back and you go back in the history of, of World War II, Neville Chamberlain, who was the Prime Minister of London, uh, the Prime Minister of England, he was essentially trying to appease... Hitler and and essentially you know okay Mr. Hitler yeah as long as you stay out of out of England we won't have any problems and once again what did he do he attacked England you know he had you know essentially had an agreement they wouldn't attack England sort of like what happened in Ukraine you know well it's not like he was a man of his word well once again Putin is like a Hitler kind of dude you know he doesn't care it's all about you know you know like there's a there's a there's a montage I've seen in a couple different websites of all the things where you know Putin is on a horse and he doesn't have a shirt on and then one time he's playing hockey you know with the the Soviet national team and he scores a goal now come on the guy's like 70 years old he's playing against stud athletes who are in their 20s and early 30s who are like you know like ripped and the world's best hockey players how in the hell is an old dude who probably hasn't skated in a while going to score a goal against that you know they let him do it because he's the he's the he's the big dude you know yeah it just just, bothers me bothers me and yes i did open a soda i had a text from the smartest woman in the world She said, did you pop a soda can? Yes, I did. I popped my, my Mountain Dew. By the way, my look, middle, my Mick, let me try it again. My little McFreddy diet, I sort of had a plateau the last couple of days. I've lost some more weight. I'm down to, uh, I'm down um, six and a half pounds now. I lost another, another half pound since yesterday. So, um, and once again, I'm on day 15, 16, 17, 18, day 19. Day 19 of the little McLittle Freddy. Let me try that again. Little McFreddy diet. You know, it's sort of bad. I've gotten that in my mind that when I go to Freddy's, I call it McFreddy's. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. <laughs> McFreddy's. Anyway, uh, here's what I do for what? breakfast. I eat Little Debbie's. And right oh, now, yes. I haven't eaten my Little Debbie's yet. There's the pack of Little Debbie's. And I drink a can of Mountain Dew, which I have right here. I don't know if you can hear that. I opened it earlier on the air when That's I was talking. That's the over 50 um, monster. Right. And then for lunch, I have McDonald's. And then for dinner, I have Freddy's. Sometimes I flip-flop lunch and dinner. Sometimes I'll eat uh, you know, lunch at Freddy's and, and dinner at McDonald's. Sure, and that, change it up. And that's all I eat. Although, I will admit, I cheated last night. I was out and about, and I had to get some gas, and I had to, get, uh, had to use the restroom at QT. And uh, when I went to the restroom, you pass by the donut case, and a round donut with chocolate icing grabbed my arm on the way out of the bathroom and said, I'm not leaving without you. And I said, okay, fine. So, and since it was a stale donut and it was only 74 cents, I bought it and I ate a donut last night. So I cheated. You straight off the path, brother. I cheated, yes. 
the smartest woman in the world says Kiev is the Russian pronunciation for Kiev. So we'll eat chicken Kiev and pray for Kiev. So I don't know. I, I for years it was always Kiev. It was right now it's Kiev. I mean, I I I'm not that geographically smart, but what? It, what? It really, <laughs> bite me. <laughs> okay, we got to take a break. Yeah, it we do. Time, on that note, it is time to move along. I got to reset my computer here. I had to reset it last night. God, I can tell you a funny story that happened to me last night about the radio stations, and I am so stupid. There's sometimes I'm so stupid I can't believe it. Anyway, what? oh, I'll tell you later. Six forty-three. Okay.